In this town, there is no off-season. The news never stops, and neither do we. It's always game day in Cleveland with Andy Baskin and Daryl Ryder. It's just like the man said. It's always game day in Cleveland. He's Daryl Ryder. I'm Andy Baskin, here to talk about all the musings of your Cleveland Browns. Daryl, how are you? How's life treating you? Uh, life is good, and uh, it got even better for Browns fans over the weekend, didn't it? I am shocked at how easy that deal was, I think, and the fact that the Browns were able to bring in uh, Zadarius Smith. What are the details behind the deal, Daryl? Yeah, basically uh, it, it very, very clean deal. Uh, they Andrew Barry gave up nothing to get him. That's what I think I'm so shocked by, Andy, is the fact that the Browns gave up nothing. So they get Zadarius Smith, they get a 2025 sixth and seventh round pick, Meanwhile, the Browns give back um, fifth round picks in 2024 and 2025. So, like, they, 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 they came up nothing. Like, I just I can't believe um, how clean, how easy uh, that trade was uh, for Barry to really pull off. Um, you know, uh, you get a, a six and a seven in 2025, and you give up a, a, a five and 24 and, and 25 like that's nothing right and then of course they restructured his deal so he's going to be paid a little better than Jadavian Clowney was paid um but yeah this guy's going to come in uh, basically in a prove it situation let's be honest about it it's going to be a prove it situation for him and he's going to be motivated and gives basically Miles Garrett that typical prolific uh opposite of him pass rusher let, let me I, I before we talk about him the player i want to dive into the deal because i don't think this happens if it's not quizio dofomensa like i think most teams would have waited for him to be cut because minnesota is in cap hell right now so i think that part of the deal happens is just because you know andrew barry and Mensa are so tight and that you know this relationship that we have with minnesota has been Pretty good. As long as we don't play them at all, that's it's. I have no problems with any of it, right? And if you're Minnesota, you're going to be looking at the Browns' defensive front, and what fifty percent of the Browns' defensive front will be from Minnesota last year. I just think I love the fact that the Browns essentially can look at this as a rental for a year. What's it cost them? Eleven million for the whole deal, or seven? I can't remember what the number was, Daryl. But it's 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 a little under twelve million. It's a little under 11. Oh, yeah. So, 12. or around 11. So, um, I, I just, I think it's a great deal. And I think this is one of those things that when we look back at the end of the season and they'd be like, as long as he's healthy and he can contribute and he can tackle on the run and he can put pressure on the quarterback, this is uh, just a gigantic, uh, ooh, I think for the Browns front office, if he can live up to his Pro Bowl days. That's the other thing, you know? Yes, he's on the other side of 30, which I kind of like because it means the Browns are willing to go outside of their comfort zone on a one-year rental and bring him in. So um, I think that they've done a nice job. And look, with even with Jadavion Clowney, they've tried to do everything they can to make sure that they have an outstanding player on the other side. And I think they did it again. I think it's a home run. Yeah, it's it's clean. It's easy. Um Again, gave up nothing to get him. Uh, One-year deal. And it's similar to Clowney in so many respects, right? I mean, it's he's here one year, uh, just under $12 million they're going to pay him. 
if he plays well, they have the option to re-sign him next March, right? And and if he plays to a point to where he has reset his own market value and is able to go out in free agency and get a three, four, five-year deal, right? That, that's okay too, because the Browns got out of him what they wanted for that one season. And the other thing to kind of keep in mind that I think is important for folks to remember, Andy, is the depth. Um, a, a lot of the young kids that might have played, like, first of all, let's, let's start with Obadiah Okoronko, right? He was slated to be their starter, and now he is the third defensive end. He becomes the rotational guy, and guys like Isaiah Thomas and, and um, Alex uh, Smith, he, they get pushed back down the depth chart here a little bit, and they're not going to have to be counted on to play significant snaps, right? Um, and, and so I think that that's an important aspect of this when you look at the Browns' depth and what Smith is going to allow them to do. It's going to allow them to basically go ahead and reset the way they think about their depth chart. Well, I, I mean, it looks the, – the only real question is what? Left tackle. Or I'm sorry. Uh, yeah, left tackle because Garrett's at the end. Jordan Elliott's there, and then you've got Delvin Tomlinson and Zadarius Smith. So when you look at those four spots, Elliott's, I think, is really the only one that's up for grabs. I don't know who you might put in that spot, and I also wonder where Perry and Winfrey is. You know what I'm saying? Does that mm. – I, I mean, I, I, that's I, – I think three out of the four feel real good, don't they? I, I don't think you're I'm counting on Perry and Winfrey at all. No, um, I'm not. So yeah, I, I mean, I'm ready to let yeah. – I, I mean, I'm yeah, not expecting him to be on the roster. Yeah, too many maturity issues for me. But um, so your defensive yeah, uh, end. How, but for the front Miles? office, though, Daryl, not for you. What do you think the front office is? Because you know as well as I do that they don't want to give up on one of their own draft picks, the, although he has done some uh, silly things. So uh, at defensive end, it's going to be, as we talk about, Miles Garrett and Zedaria Smith. And then it's going to be uh, Obanai Okoronkwo, Alex Wright, Isaiah Thomas, uh, Isaiah McGuire, their fourth round pick, right? A right. defensive tackle, uh, to me, it's going to be uh, Dalvin uh, Tomlinson. Jordan Elliott is your starters. And right. then Siaki Ika, Perry and Winfrey, Tommy Togiai, and go, you know, like just kind of go work, work from there. Um, I, I just, I, I think that they're going to be in pretty good shape in that. Uh, you know, in that front, it's it's the trade changed uh, the calculus of what I felt was their potential when it comes to getting after the quarterback, sacks, things like that. I am expecting them, fair or not, I'm expecting at minimum, right, 25 sacks combined out of Miles Garrett and Zadaria Smith, 25 sacks or more out of those two guys, maybe 26, 27, 28 combined. But to me, the bare minimum, the baseline there, 25 sacks out of those guys. I think, I think that's, that's a fair, um, I think that's a, a, a fair expectation. So what, I mean, what are you looking for a grand total? I, you're saying 25 sacks out of them. And then I don't know, what are you hoping for another Another maybe maybe another no 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 maybe another ten combined 
So that gets you to 35 sacks on the year, right? Yeah. Yeah. And I, I think that means you've done a lot of damage. Look, that's almost two, that's two sacks a game, Andy. Right. Yeah. I'm just going back and looking at the stats, stacks, stats of sacks for last year. And um, I mean, that still seems low 30, 35, 36. Yeah. Panthers at 35 Broncos at 36 Cardinals at 36 Minnesota at 38. You know, I'm just looking at the teams that made the playoffs and those teams uh, for the most part, when you look at the high, th- I mean, if you can get into the, uh, let's be realistic, Kansas city, New England are probably and Dallas are within the means of, of where you want to jump because Philadelphia had such an amazing year last year. I mean, they had 15 more sacks than Kansas city who was second. So an equation well, that yeah, yeah. what's going to get you into the playoffs, right? As, so, so the Browns gave up 44 sacks last year. They had 34 sacks defensively. So now let me re, let me recalculate that. I think you'd be around 38. It should be a, a sack increase of four. And that they should be able to get that, at least four more def, sacks. And that defensively gets you in the conversation about making the playoffs. Right. A- absolutely. But, so yeah. So, so, so now that I look year. at, yeah, now that I look at those numbers, Andy, uh-huh. uh, I, I can, I can reset that. I think around 38, 39 sacks is very doable for them now. And that uh, puts you, especially with what Jim Schwartz is asking of these guys, I think that puts you in the conversation with one of the better defensive fronts, which again, should help get you into the postseason. All right. Well, let's, let's dig into this a little bit farther because what is the value of this move? And it's almost like a redo of the schedule game. So let's talk about that next, Daryl. It's always game day in Cleveland.